this August 3 edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon time in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, August the 2nd, and we are here with a 11, 12 game card, maybe, uh, for Thursday, August the 3rd. Joining me, looking resplendent in his Columbia football jersey. Uh, now, you see, the other day you were proud of yourself for saying football instead of soccer. I've just said jersey instead of shirt. So we're both slowly swapping languages here. You're turning more British as I turn American. Uh, Mr. Dylan Rockford, D-Rock, how are you doing? What's going on, Malcolm? Good to be with you. Yeah, I figured every time I'm on the pod with you, I got to break out in a different country's jersey. So today is Colombia and... Uh... Rightfully so. Like you said, they, they beat um, England, right? Or Germany. They beat Germany. They beat the Germans, yeah. Nice. Um, so, yeah, 66 to 1 ticket, right? The most American thing I could have said was uniform rather than jersey, but I haven't I haven't bad. sunk that low yet. But no, um, yeah, that, Dylan, that's a nice little segue. Um, the Women's World Cup show uh, on the Premier League Gambling Podcast, we threw out Colombia the other day at 66 to 1 because they did beat Germany. They're going to win their group and they're going to get a nice little run through to the quarterfinals. They get Jamaica in the next round. They should be able to beat Jamaica and then they're going to be in the quarterfinals, a team that's already beat one of the tournament favourites, Germany, and they're at 66 to 1. So, yeah, fill your boots, go and get involved right in now, Colombia. I'm looking at it. They are 32 to 1. So, much. Oh, <laughs> you should have you got it while you got it. Don't, yeah, you sleep, don't sleep on this thing. I think that's because Jamaica won today. Jamaica knocked Brazil out today, where wow. uh, Colombia were due to play Italy, uh, but uh, Italy fucked it. So uh, Jamaica made it through. Um, it was in the chat. TVDBJ first in. Congratulations. Uh, questionable bets. QB1 is here. Uh, Ryan. Uh, Ryan's on a good streak, you know, uh, lately. He's putting some numbers up. Captain Sano. Um, we. Uh, what are we going to talk about? Uh, I saw Kramer earlier on put up that uh, put a little tweet out that his wife was complaining. Um, asked him what his schedule was for the next few days, and it was just constant previews. I'm in exactly the same boat here with the Premier League previews are going out. Um, the IT department here is trying to watch Yellowstone on the old dodgy fire stick, um, nice. and it hasn't been working. She eventually got it working about seven minutes ago, and then I just stuck my head through the door and said. You'll have to turn that shit off. I'm podcasting. So she's gone stormed off to bed in a, in a bad temper. Uh, so that's the thing that's happened. Um, but instead of talking, I wanted, I had 20 minutes on talcum powder and courgettes to do. But Moonaf has insisted that we talk about the trade deadline, Dylan. Uh, Captain Insano was wondering why we haven't traded you away because there is no one left at the New York Mets. Last one out, turn the lights off and close the door. Everybody's gone, Dylan. What's happened? Yeah, everyone's gone. Like I said, uh, I think we were on together on Sunday when they traded yep. um, Scherzer. And I said, hey, don't be surprised if they trade Verlander. They had a nice last start for us. They wind up trading him going back to Houston. And we traded Tommy Pham as well. Got 
literally nothing for him. I do like the, I do like the prospects though uh, that we got for um, Justin Verlander. They are some studs. I was looking them up. They they could play baseball, but other than that. I really didn't think the Mets did anything good, to be honest. I don't think any of the guys are good. Now I'm reading reports today. I'll read it straight to you, the article that I read, but um, I'm looking for it. Yeah, so according to multiple rival uh, expert clubs, the Mets are entertaining the idea of trading uh, Pete Alonso after this season. Alonso's a free agent after 2024, and the belief right now is that the Mets aren't close to a potential extension to keep him in New York. So he's probably gone as well. So the only people we're probably going to keep, Brandon Nimmo, Francisco Lindor, the guys that we've kept long-term, hopefully Edwin Diaz, but... Yeah, not looking good. Uh, we punted on the season. I, I hate Billy Epler with a burning passion. He <laughs> basically were, was telling, we're, we're rebuilding when we shouldn't be rebuilding, and he was trying to be politically correct and saying we're transitioning into 2025, 2026, whatever the fuck that means. Just be be honest with me. Be straight up. Don't be passive-aggressive and just don't don't say what you really mean. So it. It's an it's very unfortunate. I think the moment that the Mets season went down was the World Baseball Classic when Edwin Diaz went down. That's when it that's when it all went downhill for us. Yeah, that was kind of a dagger through the heart of the the spirit of the club, not just um physically to Diaz and what he was going to do to the bullpen, but just it did feel like a bubble burst um at that time. I mean, all joking aside, you I kind of admire the what the intention is because uh, it's not an easy thing to do, particularly in New York. I think other teams yeah. can do it; can completely tear it down. Um, but this is a, this is an unusual thing that the Mets are attempting. So time will tell. Basically, um, yeah. I mean, nothing ever changed by staying the same, and the Mets have tried um, this one strategy for a long time, and it hasn't really worked. So let's have a go with something different with the baby Mets and, and these new additions. Um, obviously. Texas have gone stone cold nuts, um, mm-hmm. adding JV and Scherzer. Scherzer is on the hill tomorrow for Texas. I mean, just looking around, other bits and bobs that, that I've, I made notes of. Jack Flaherty to the Orioles was a yeah. little bit underwhelming. I thought there were better options for for Flaherty. Um, he's okay. Um, he's had a couple of good starts, but. I just thought there were, there were better options for Baltimore, so that was a little bit underwhelming. Kansas City, a stone cold nuts. That's sort of what they're <laughs> playing at. Um, what are the other odd ones here for me? It was San Diego because they yeah. tried signing all the good players over the last couple of years. It hasn't really worked, so they thought, well, let's sign some shit ones and see if that works. Like so, Rich Hill and oh, G Man Choi was the other one. Yeah, now Garrett Cooper. Uh, yeah, from Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand. I was I was watching. Uh, what's his name? Is it Mark DeRosa? Maybe this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that it you can't go because they went and signed all those tremendous players and spent a gazillion pounds. You can't go and do that again. So maybe it made more sense to firm up the margins of what they were doing, like to firm up the periphery. Which is what maybe we're talking doing, G Man Choi. So it made a little bit more sense that way, but it yeah. was just an odd one. Um, Miami added some bats because they've been, yeah. uh, they've got the worst record in MLB since the All Star break. They're four and twelve since the break. Um, and Jake, Jake Berger, Berger, we talked yep. about a lot actually the last few weeks on the show. He's been quite 
uh, it's been quite prevalent in the Discord channel. People like a, a Jake Berger home run streak. Um, and Josh <laughs> Bell. Yeah, Josh Bell, another another good bat there. Cleveland have decided just to, they don't want to win when <laughs> I don't understand that at all. They've just gift-wrapped that division and given it to Minnesota, who I'm not sure they want to win it either, but they now we've got little choice because... Uh, Cleveland have handed that. Who did they? I mean, obviously they traded Savali away. They got yeah. rid of um, uh, no, Ahmed Azario yesterday as yeah, well. To the um, and then the other one we want to talk about. I mean, it's a Yankees podcast, uh, Dylan. So the Yankees were noticeable for doing pretty much bugger all. Um, Kane and Middleton, um, who is a perfectly useful bullpen arm, uh, but he's not. The head, you might find, you might expect him to to find him like on the second page of the Yankees trades that day. Yeah. Uh, oh, and also they signed right-handed relief pitcher Caden Middleton. Well done. But he was it's their headline trade. Um, yeah, the Yankees sitting in fifth place and doing absolutely nothing. So, yeah. what did you make of any I, of I that? Did- I was actually going to pose that question too because I really didn't understand what the Yankees were just standing still. Either you're going to go for it and make some moves and make a run at the playoffs or you're going to punt on the season. And they kind of just stood still and really didn't do anything, which was very uh, mind-boggling to me. So, yeah, I I really don't know what they were doing. I mean, what they added... I didn't really think they needed, to be honest. They already had a top five bullpen. They they needed other areas that I I thought, but uh, Padres were another one. I'm I'm uh, shocked that Blake Snell stayed, to be honest. And I guess yeah. they're making they're making a move for it. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought he was gonna go. Uh, I. I the Orioles, you mentioned Jake Flaherty. They needed a pitcher. We talked about it on Sunday, you and I, that they needed another pitcher. Jake Flaherty, we'll see how he does, but I, I didn't know if that was the other one. Cubs, they wind up keeping everyone. They they're gonna go for it. They're on they're rolling right now. So they're they're staying put. They're gonna contend as well. So that was very interesting. Um and yeah, like I said, just the Padres, uh the Marlins, they just Hopefully these bats, hopefully Josh Bell and Jake Berger could help because, like you said, they haven't been right since the All-Star break. And uh, the two bats I do like, uh, Randall Gritchick and CJ Crone for the Angels, it didn't really help today. They got blown out by the Braves, but I, I do like those two additions from the Rockies. Yeah, they've already contributed. We uh, we had a bit of a giggle when we picked the Angels at plus 205 or whatever yeah. it was uh, <laughs> the other night. But um, they cashed again. Uh, my little my lock and dog spreadsheet is uh, it's made it into four figures profit. Uh, so a bit effectively 10, 10 units of, of profit there. When I was seven units down the start of May, uh, mm-hmm. turned it right around on a right good run of underdog picks. A lot of them involved in Baltimore who just keep winning. Baltimore, Cincinnati, sort of two out of every three nights. Yeah, um, especially as yeah. dog. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I took Baltimore the more. They just—they're about one hundred five and one ten, just about every night. And then last night again, the they just absolutely smashed the daylights out of uh, out of the Blue Jays. We've had some uh, days ball today. Uh, let's see what's been going on today. Uh, How do you Astros. do today? Um, Astros touched off the Guardians. I can't rightly remember. Um, Erod has won today for the Tigers. He's the one person we haven't mentioned. who's probably worth a mention. Uh, the, t- yeah. the Tigers beat the Pirates 6-3 to three behind uh, a good start from Erod. What I didn't get, he's got this no-trade clause with 10 teams in it. So, A, mm. I didn't understand why the Tigers are um, 
negotiating with the Dodgers. Yeah. Like, find someone else. He's not going there. He's told you that. Yeah. Yeah, Why are you wasting that? However, if you are Ewood and you're a free agent in how many weeks' time? Like, eight weeks, nine weeks? Something like that, yeah. Like, what's the difference? You know, just go and have a lovely holiday. Like, you could come and stay with me for eight or nine weeks. And at least you make the playoffs. Have a know? playoff run. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll say, see you later, Dylan. I'll wave you off in the second week in October. You can disappear off. You go where you want. Um, like, that was just a bit baffling to me. You, you obviously really, really didn't want to go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was all a bit nuts. Like I say, the Braves put up a shit ton of runs, uh, 12 runs again at home against the Angels. The Brewers blew it oh late on. Oh, my God. Three no errors cost me. I had the Brewers' money line, and they blew it. Oh, my God. No, really? You know, three errors. Yeah, you're not going to win on three. A lot of errors tonight, actually. The uh, the Pirates lost with the errors. What is the stat? 67% of games, I think, if you make the fewer errors, you're going to win yeah, in MLB. Yep. Um, examples tonight, yeah. Brewers made the errors lost 3-2. The Pirates made errors lost. Um, and and all the Brewers on... and Guardians just, they both lost three to two tonight. Absolute classic comparison games for every Brewers and Guardians game you're ever going to watch. Are um, you on uh, the Red Sox or Mariners today? I can't remember is the short answer. I don't think I've had an actual bet. I thought, I, I thought yeah, I thought this was a good spot for the Mariners and they, they're losing 2 nothing. I think I took the over, actually. You know, I did take Seattle. Yeah. Um, I don't mind cutting Crawford at all, uh, but it was just a, it was a slight lean towards Seattle. It wasn't a big one. Uh, Padres lead at the Rockies 4-1 to one as well. Right, okay, let's handicap today's games instead of uh, boring everyone. If people download this and listen, um, this is going to be like a history podcast rather than something to give odds for tomorrow. I'll tell you about the Patreon page quick. before we crack on. Oh, go on, mate. Yeah, yeah is that a corduroy hat? Yeah. Oh, I love some corduroy. I got some corduroy pants. I love it. Dylan, you can come again. We've discussed the corduroy hat in the past, but I'll talk about it again, if yeah. only to annoy Muna. Um, <laughs> I really like it, Dylan. The only problem is it looks, it's too new. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, like uh-huh. you, you like your things to be a little bit lived in, don't you? So I've been trying to distress this by just wearing it out and about. If it's raining, I'll go out in the rain. I've been leaving it in the van to get crumbs on and bits of dinner on and stuff. I need it to be a little bit more distressed because it looks too pristine. Um, but I'm a big fan of the corduroy. Band. I kind of invented, do you know why corduroy goes up and down, doesn't it? Vertically. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why can't it go around? I have no idea. You're asking the Wait, right mate, guy. Would you buy some round corduroy pants, wouldn't you? Yeah, hell yeah. There you go. Right then, write that down. We'll invent those. If anyone's out there uh, wants to invest, um, Dragon's Den, would you call it Shark Tank in your country? Any yeah. Shark Tank investors, uh, £100,000 for 20% of the business, round corduroy pants uh, by me and Dylan. Seriously, get on with the show, Dylan. Um, the Patreon, um, what's happening here? Access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win tools with a $1,000 first place prize, SGP Stories podcast, uh, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DGENs. The Discord channel, exclusive as well. Um, loads of um, contests, merch, all sorts of things. Helping the network, you need to go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. 
That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Ah, oh, shit, Dylan Moonaf's corner. What were you on? 16 <laughs> minutes. Oh, <laughs> we're getting to the picks now, Moonaf. Oh, hells. I blame, I blame the chat for this because they started us off. Um, right, okay. Let's get to I'm on the wrong page now as well. Moonaf, you've completely thrown me off here. Go away. Go and play with the baby or something. A uh, little bit of day sport tomorrow. Two tennis and first pitch. It is your New York Mets still in. Um, and oddly enough, it's off the board with a TBD pitcher because they don't have any pitchers. We traded uh, Kansas City is Brady Singer, but I haven't seen a pitcher listed all day. I'm guessing the Mets are getting the house in order. It makes sense. I've seen no lines still in. Do you have much on this with uh, the Mets at the Royals? No, not much. I know it is Brady Singer, which I really don't want to back him either. I I talked about uh, having the Mets a lot unders now since we traded away a lot of our bats and pitchers. But, I mean, it was 2-1 going into the eighth inning yesterday, and the game goes over. It was just insane. So, uh, I mean, you got winds blowing in tomorrow. I mean, I don't really – I think – looking at the Mets rotation, I think it might be Carlos Carrasco. If it is, look towards an over. You got Carlos Carrasco and Prady Singer in, in one game. I mean, just look towards the over. There are going to be some runs in that game. Yeah, obviously, it's pretty hard to take um, anything when we don't really know what's going on. But I just don't know why, at this point, you wouldn't take Kansas City. We said tongue-in-cheek yesterday that they were on their longest winning streak of the season, which is three. They then made that four... By beating the Mets. And then the Mets are just coming in in absolute complete note. A disarray. Brady Singer has asked him to start to being good. Um, whoever the Mets roll out, yeah, the, I would imagine the Royals will be a plus price. He's going to get plus 130, plus 140, maybe. Um, yeah, and I'd just be, if it's one of the, if it's Carrasco or, or one of these sort of names awful. that you know. Sorry? He's been awful. I don't yeah. know why Carlos Carrasco would even be a favorite. I guess it's because it's Kansas City. But if you, like you said, if Kansas City is getting plus 130, plus 140 at home, I think it's worth a shot. Yeah, I think it is. The, the Mets are on the naughty step. Um, there's nothing else for it. Like, so I uh, completely agree. Um, I think okay, uh, Aiden. Aiden's um, in. He, he's, he's in on the corduroy pants, the round corduroy pants. Go fund me is what we need to do. Uh, we'll set the details up. Uh, that wasn't the first game. I went top left-hand corner for the Mets. I haven't done that for a while. Um, there is an earlier game, which yeah. is the 12 tennis and first pitch, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Miami Marlins. We have Michael Lorenzen, who is a new Philadelphia Philly, and Johnny Cueto will go for Miami. It's close on the books. It's minus 125 on Philly, um, plus 112 on Miami with a total of eight and a half. Yeah, Michael Lorenzen... I think he earned his trade, really, after he's had two months of sub-two ERAs, um, not two consecutive months, might I add. I think they, they were May and July. But um, included in that is a 114 July ERA uh, through 23 and two-thirds pitch. He was an all-star, and he's just been uh, solid on a bad team. Um, he goes into Miami, where he's got a 393 ERA in six appearances there. So doesn't really concern me at all. Johnny Cueto is a bit of an odd one. Um, 0-2 on the year, 5 ERA. He's now had three games back from the IL. He's doing okay and he will improve. Um, he has lost, uh, Miami have lost all those three games. But his whip's been low enough for me. 
I can look beyond the earned run numbers. It just seems to run into a bit of bad luck or the odd unfortunately timed home, home run against him. Um, I trust both pitchers here. Miami, I've been in a bit of a slump, like I say, worst record in baseball since the All-Star break. They have added Bellenberg to try and address that. But I think Lorenzen should just pick up where he left off. Um, I don't see a reason why he can't. And I do think Johnny Cueto is going to go well down the stretch. So give me an under. Eight and a half is too high for a Miami game, just about all the time. Um, and I'll take the first five under as well, didn't I? Yeah, I like the uh, Phillies here. Getting a short price, minus 125. Uh, I also, I like the under eight and a half as well. I made my total 8.2. I do think eight and a halves are uh, high, especially in at home in Miami. But I do like Michael Lorenzen, you know, better than Johnny Cueto at this point. I think Lorenzen, you mentioned in July, he's been dealing in the month of July. Actually, the last two months, he's been really good. So last start was his only start where he gave up any runs in the month of uh, July. So Miami, they've been struggling, like you like you mentioned earlier in the show, coming out of the All-Star break. But, uh, you know, and they've been struggling against the Phillies too as well. Phillies have had their number. So I, I think picking up Lorenzo is going to be a great fit for both parties because, you know, he'll actually be backed up by a much better lineup than he was in Detroit. But, uh, yeah, you know, the Marlins, they have lost every game Cueto has started for them thus far. So I, I got to take the short price with the Phillies, but I do agree. I think he will be better. Uh, so I do lean under, but I do like the Phillies with the short price on the road, minus 125. Two or five Eastern first pitches, the Chicago White Sox at the Texas Rangers. Tuki Toussaint for the White Sox. And Max Scherzer goes for the Texas Rangers. Plus 200 on the south side. It's minus 238 for Texas. Total is set at eight and a half. Uh, Tuki Toussaint is one and three on the year. 350 ERA. Um, he pitched well um, in his last home start against Cleveland. Uh, this is not a good spot for him, unfortunately. The White Sox have sold more offence. They didn't have much to start with. Uh, they held on to Dylan Cease, which was quite surprising. Um, I just think this all points towards Texas going very well. It's a new start for Scherzer. Um, but it's better starts... Um, it's better starts for the Mets were at home. Um, were at City Field rather than on the road. I mean, you can almost class this as a road start. It's tricky to handicap Scherzer into the equation, but I am quite happy to take a Texas team total. I think Texas against Toussaint is the easiest way to handicap this rather than factor in Scherzer, just in case there's something, um, a little bit of rustiness or something in that first start um, at Texas where he was pitching well um, at home in New York. So I'll take, I'm happy to take Scherzer out of the equation. Minus 238 is a short price anyway. There's not much you can do with that. I'll take a Texas team total dinner. Yeah, I like the over eight and a half. Uh, you know, I also lean Rangers on the run line minus 105. I made my total 9.4. Should be a fun start here. You know, Scherzer making his first start for the Rangers. He'll actually get run support here uh, from one of the best lineups in baseball. Uh, but, you know, Scherzer, he is good to give up a few runs as well. You know, when he was with the Mets, he was a little inconsistent where he'd have a good start and then the next start he'd give up five runs and then the next start he'd be really good. He did have a good solid outing in his last start against the Mets, so maybe he's due for a few runs. And Toussaint, he's just 
I don't think I agree. I just don't think this is a good spot for him. I think he's a fade on the road. His hard hit rate on the road has been in the high 40s. So, yeah, I agree. I don't think this is a good spot for him. I think both lineups can score some runs here. So I'm going to go over eight and a half in this one. And the next two games we have here are the, the final two off-the-board games. Um, so we've got loads of stuff after that we can get into. Uh, the next one's understandable as it is um, a 307 Eastern first pitch between the Baltimore Orioles and the Toronto Blue Jays. So Baltimore haven't listed their pitcher, obviously trying to decide at what point Flaherty is going to um, slot into that to that rotation. And Kevin Gosman is going to go for Toronto. So we have no lines thus far on this. Um, Dylan, you have much on this one? No, but I, I mean, it's hard to imagine that Flaherty wouldn't get the start. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like if he does get the start, I still think Kevin Gosman and the Blue Jays will be the favorite. Maybe around a minus 160, minus 170. I have to put it in to see what my model makes it. But I, I mean, it, it's hard to get in front of this Orioles team right now. I mean, they've been just cashing as dogs left and right. Uh, we saw it uh, the other day on the 31st against the Blue Jays. And they, they just beat them the other night 13-3. to So, I mean, it's just they've lost three in a row, the Blue Jays, right now at home. So, I don't know. I, I do think Kevin Gossman can can do well. But depending on what this opening line is, maybe I'll look towards an under if we're able to get like an eight and a half or a nine. Maybe I'll look under because I do think both pitch. If it is Flaherty, I do think both pitchers can reel it in and have a lower scoring game. So maybe an under, but I, I got to see who pitches for the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, I just don't know. I can't think of a world where I wouldn't back Baltimore tomorrow, regardless of who they yeah. put out. Yeah. I like Gossman. He's reliable. The Blue Jays have lost four of his last five starts. So it doesn't matter how good he is. They still get yeah. beat. Um, and Baltimore keep beating everyone and keeping everyone up plus money. It's unbelievable. Um, it's pretty much a blind bet. Um, for yeah, say for a couple of reasons. It's not like the Blue Jays is, is sweeping the board when Gorsman's on the hill. So, yeah, I'll, whatever's going on, I'll take Baltimore. Malcolm. Um, Malcolm, real quick, two things. They're they're just not they're not scoring for runs for Gossman, and they're just not scoring runs in general as a team. Like no matter who's on the mound, they scored three runs yesterday, two runs the other night, two runs the other night. So they're not scoring runs. And lines just popped up on DraftKings. Toronto minus one thirty five. Plus one fifteen for every Orioles. night, man. Every night, and the totals at eight, which surprising it is gonna it is probably gonna be Flaherty. So uh eight eight I, I really wish I got an eight and a half and I would have take the under but I mean I gotta I gotta agree. I, I have to roll with the plus one fourteen. There's no way they should be a dog after just beating the the Blue Jays consecutive games in a row. So yeah I agree. I gotta take the Orioles here. Completely um Randy's here here Randy Randy's uh commenting on my hat as well. People are trying I'm to tell me now. you it's the corduroy <laughs> People are trying to go and get the more corduroy chat. It's weird I've gone yet. Um, <laughs> the 345 Eastern first pitch is the Arizona Diamondbacks at the San Francisco Giants. Brandon Fart is the pitcher for the D-backs. San Francisco is TBD, unfortunately. Uh, no lines on this. Uh, Brandon Fart is 0-4 in the year, 8-20 ERA. It's his third start of this visit to the majors. A um, little bit better. Again, but the days ahead, still unreliable. Home runs have been a problem. Um, he's given up three earned runs in his last two starts. That seems fair enough. I think that's kind of what you're going to expect. Don't know who's going for the Giants. Um, the Giants have won five of seven. Uh, pretty good at home. Arizona aren't winning much. 
Um, but other than that, I'm not going to give out a pick because I've no idea what the prices might be, Dylan. Yeah, I still it's still hard to back the Diamondbacks here for me. I, they haven't been scoring a lot of runs. They haven't been winning a lot of games. Well, like you said, Giants are winning most of their games right now. They're making a push, too. Um, I don't know. I saw Jacob Junis, then I saw Ryan Walker, and then it was off the board. So I, I don't know. I just don't want to be laying these big prices with uh, the Giants because they've burned me the past couple. Uh, I think last week I, I've taken them when they were minus 150, minus 155. So depending on the number, I could see myself on the Giants. I just I, I got to see what the number is. Oh, 7.15 Eastern first pitches. The Houston Astros at the New York Yankees. Christian Javier goes for Houston. And Clark Schmidt draws to start for the Yankees. Minus 115 on the Astros. Minus 105 on the Yankees. Toll is set at nine. Uh, Dylan, I'm hoping you're going to say the things I was going to say. Come on, hit me. Don't let me down. Yeah, I mean, first, I got the Astros when they opened up a, a plus money dog. So, one, I don't know, understand how they opened up a underdog against Clark Schmidt on the mound. No disrespect to Clark Schmidt, but now they're the favorite minus 115. That sounds about more right. I still like the short price with them. I made them a minus 130 with Christian Javier on the mound. I just, I, I don't trust the Yankees or this offense right now. Outside of that one game last week where they scored eight runs and they won against the Orioles, they haven't scored more than three runs in over a week. They've lost four of the last five. And let's not bury the lead. The Astros have kind of, not kind of, they have owned the Yankees dating back to last season. So Yankees are just two and six straight up at home in their last eight games when Schmidt's on the mound. So I know Javier, he's kind of struggled this last month, but I, I do think this might be a good get-right spot for him against a struggling offense. So I, I'll take the short number with the Astros on the road. They're just a much better team right now. Dylan, you did not let me down Yeah, I don't know any anyone can take the Yankees in this spot. Um, the the prices are far too close to that. I can't believe you saw you saw a plus money price earlier on. I was delighted with the minus 115. Um, Javier has had a couple of bad starts, but he's shaking them off lately. Um, Schmidt has got fairly steady lines, but you just can't trust anything to do with the Yankees at this point. If they, you might back them the odd day if they were a better price, but not in this spot, not at this price. Uh, Houston are a better team. Javier has a better pitcher. Minus 115 seems pretty straightforward to me. I will be all over Houston. Um, we've got a handful of games left. So I'll tell you about. Uh, our new sponsor here, the uh, Round Corduroy Trouser Company. Uh, not really. It's underdog fantasy, of course, people. The NFL season is right around the corner. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props. Uh, loads of markets as well. Plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests. And, of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets $3 million. Head to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Uh, five games left on the card, all on the board. We can run through these, Dylan. Let's smash out a five-team winning parlay. Start with a 7.15 Eastern first pitch between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Milwaukee Brewers. We have Mitch Keller for Pittsburgh. We have Adrian Hauser. For the Brewers, plus 106, Pittsburgh, minus 124, Milwaukee, total of eight and a half. Um, Keller is nine and seven on the year, has a 397 ERA. 
but he's been a right old mess lately. Um, lots of walks, lots of hits has translated into runs, unfortunately. And Pittsburgh have lost all um, all of those starts. Four of the last five, of his last five, they've lost by over one run as well. I think there's a little 3-2 in there, but they've had a couple of spankings in there from Keller. Um, Hauser, however, hasn't been an awful lot better. He's 3-3 three and three on the year with a 4.43 ERA, but 5.06 in his last five. He is about half a run better at home, I think, which might make a little difference. It might just make just enough to win here, in fact. This is quite a tricky pick. Um, the Brewers just snapped a four-game losing streak yesterday, but then got right back to it again today by losing late on to Washington, which has already cost you money. to. This is quite a hard pick, but I think Milwaukee can pick up a... We just talked about it, the, the Brewers and the Guardians. Low scoring, ugly, home win, minus 125 is just about big enough, uh, and the Brewers will win 4-3, Dylan. Yeah, hopefully they don't fuck me again, but I, I agree. I do like the Brewers here at home in this short price. I got a minus 120, minus 124 still fine. I made them a minus 150 favorite. You know, real quick, I really thought the Pirates were going to trade uh, Mitch Keller at the deadline, but, you know, they decided to keep him. I don't like backing Keller, you know, on the road where he does give up a lot of more hard contact, more runs than he does at home. He didn't look good in his uh, start against Milwaukee. Gave up four runs in five innings in his last start against Milwaukee. Brewers won that game 5 nothing. So, you know, I'll, I'll also give a pass to Adrian Hauser in his last two starts. He faced the Braves in back-to-back starts. That's no easy task for anyone. So, you know, I do think this is a good spot for him, kind of like the other one I just talked about, you know, where it's a kind of a get-right spot for him. So, I'm going to cross my fingers. The Brewers should win this game. It is their game to lose. I'll take the short price with the Brewers as well. 7.45. First pitch, the Minnesota Twins at the St. Louis Cardinals. We have Sonny Gray pitching for Minnesota. And it is Matthew Liberatore, left-handed pitcher, will go for St. Louis. Minus 154 for the Twins, plus 130 on the cards. Total is nine and a half, Dylan. Yeah, I like the Twins here at home on the money line. I was able to get a minus 115. To be honest, anything under a minus 130, that's what I made the Twins a minus 130 favorite. So, you know, I do think they have the pitching advantage in this game with Sonny Gray over Matthew Libertor. I know people don't... Dylan, sorry, what price have you got? You've got the Twins up at minus 115, have you seen? Yeah, I got them earlier. What are they now? Well, I've got minus 154 is what I saw. Oh, my God. Well, you keep talking. I'll double check. Well, well, then I don't know if they're really much value on them anymore because I only made them a minus 130 favorite. So maybe a first five minus a half. But, yeah. Um, Anyway, I I really just don't understand why people don't like Gray. I know he hasn't been solid, but he hasn't been that bad on the road as people are saying. You know, his hard hit rate on the road is only in the low 30s. He just really hasn't gotten the run support for them to be competitive on the road. So I I honestly could make the argument Matthew Libertor has been worse than Gray recently. He couldn't even get out of the first inning in his last start against the Marlins. He's only gone past the fifth inning one time this year. His hard hit rate is way higher than Sonny Gray. So I got to make the argument Matthew Libertor has been worse than Sonny Gray, but people love to shit on Sonny Gray. So, uh, Cardinals, they're just three and seven in their last 10 games. Hard to back them. I know they're home, but I just think the Twins are the right side in this game. I think that is why you are seeing money come in on them. But I do like the Twins right now. I'm looking at the number uh, right now and I'm seeing 
Oh, yeah. Minus, oh, I see still. Minus. Oh, no, this is today. Excuse me. Minus 126. Uh, yeah, tomorrow. Best minus price, minus 145 is the best price I can see. Uh, yeah, I really, I really trust my numbers, so I don't like going anything above that. So anything over minus one thirty, I kind of would stay away. Uh, the in the chat they're saying over. I set my total at nine point three, so it's at a nine and a half. I guess I would lean under at that point then. Yeah, there's a lot of it's a lot of stuff to talk to trust here. I would take. Minnesota. If you gave me a hundred dollar bill and said go and back one of these, te- I'd back Minnesota. Gray was a darling uh, a couple of months ago, and he's he's had a little wobble lately, but I still like him a lot. Um, I say Cleveland have absolutely opened the door for Minnesota to go and take this yeah. division. His last two starts have been better. I do like Matthew Liberator. Um, his numbers haven't been great; he hasn't backed it up yet. I'll be looking for him to get some wins down the stretch between now and the end of the season. I think Liberator can go okay, especially if the Cardinals just decide that that's it. Um, and if the pressure's off, he can just go out and throw some innings. We'd see some good starts from Liberator, definitely, mm-hmm. between now and the end of the season. Uh, that'll be a trend I'm looking at. But not today. Um, like I say, if I was going to play, I'd be playing Minnesota at minus 145. It's kind of the classic unit and a half play. Um, this will be down my list of uh, of things to play, though. And like I say, I just wouldn't trust either side, really, to, to get you yeah. to that over, Ryan, that you're talking about. Because yeah. um, St. Louis is just a bit of a mess in, in Minnesota. Tend not to score very many runs. It's it's four threes and three twos. Um, Nine so, yeah, and a half seems seems like a big number. And I was yeah. going to ask you real quick: Are you? Because I think we could both say. I mean, they're really not. They're in last place. They're eleven and a half games out. Are you surprised they didn't at least entertain or take calls for Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado? Yeah, because that's been talked about for probably two or three weeks now. They've been. Whenever you you listen to a trade show, whenever we've talked about it, they've been kind of the headline names. But there was others in there as well. I think was it Tyler O'Neill. Um, they, they've got yeah. some decent players. I think the Yankees yeah. talked about Tyler O'Neill actually. Um, and I think maybe St. Louis thought if they can hang on to the big names, that maybe just that second tier of player might be the type of player that they could lose. It ended up doing absolutely nothing. Um, one with the other, other than getting getting rid of Flaherty. So, but I, I do think the Cardinals know that their front office knows that they're just not in the position they've been in the last couple of years where they they were capable of making a run and did make a second half run. I just don't think that's in the tank this year, um, which is why they were pretty stagnant. But yeah, it was was all very underwhelming for them. Um, But keeping Goldschmidt and Arenado, um, they'll be ready to to, to fire it up again next year. 8.05 Eastern first pitches the Cincinnati Reds at the Chicago Cubs. Luke Weaver, for the Reds and Jamison Tyone goes for the Cubbies. Lines are plus 132 on Cincinnati, minus 155 on the Cubs. Uh, Luke Weaver, a uh, total of 10, sorry, on this game. Luke Weaver, 2 and 3, 680 ERA. He was okay last time. I don't think uh, that is to be relied upon, however. Um, He's, that'll be the outlier. His, his starts have generally been a little bit of a mess. He has three appearances in his career at Wrigley Field with a 8.25 ERA. Um, I normally, I often look at the, those pitches in Wrigley because it's just a slightly unusual environment. Um, Jameson Tyrone is five and six on the year with a 5.46 ERA. For the first half of the season, we kind of put him in auto feed 
we were throwing up the stats on how many games that uh, the Cubs had lost when Tyone pitched. And he's been great there. He has a 267 ERA in his last five starts. Um, his last three starts, he's only given up five earned in 17 and one third um, pitched. He was hit by Cincinnati uh, earlier in the season and the one time he's faced them. But I do like him at home. Uh, Bellinger's absolutely raking. The Cubs hit seven home runs last night, which was a uh, franchise tie-in record. I think they've done that four times before in their history, maybe five. Like I say, Bellinger's absolutely raking. I take the Cubs again because it's at, it's just at that awkward price minus 155. Mm-hmm. Um, I take them. It'll be lower down my car, but I think the Cubs will win. You can't back Weaver. More often than not, I'll, I'll try and find a reason to back Cincinnati, but I couldn't do it today, so I'll take the Cubs to them. Yeah, usually I do like to take the Reds as a dog, but like you, I, I just can't back Luke Weaver on the road, especially against the Cubs, who I mentioned earlier in the show. They're they're continuing to roll. Uh, they just put up 20 runs last night. <laughs> their, their bullpen's going to be tired. They're used up right now, so they need their starters to go deep into games these next few games. So I, I know everyone likes to shit on Jamison Tyon, and rightfully so. In the beginning of this season, he was awful, and he's been just a complete fade. But in his last four starts... He's kind of put everything together. You know, his hard hit rate has been kept low. And even in the game against the Reds early in the year where the Cubs lost that game, Jamison's hard hit rate was literally just 7%. So under the hood, he hasn't been all that bad. I I think the Cubbies, I think right now, since they're that hot with the bats, I think this is a good spot for them. I don't want to take them on the money line because I only made them a minus 140 favorite, but Getting a plus 130, uh, is that still the run line price, Malcolm? It, plus 130 for the Cubs? Uh, I can find out for you, mate, if you give me Yeah, no seconds. problem. If it is, I'll, I'll take them because that's what I saw earlier in the day. So plus 130, I, I'll take a shot with the Cubs on the run line. Cubs on the run line. Sorry, live betting here. Um, yeah, it is. It's plus 130. Yeah, I'll you take that. That's absolutely nice. Correct. Um, Trev wants to uh, smash the Reds team totally. He's still going with the Jameson tie on day. That's Do all you news, agree, Trev. Though? Do you move on? He's been yeah. better. Trev's living in the past. That's what's going on there. <laughs> Things change, Trev. Um, Lane's joined us. Hello, Lane. How are you? Uh, nice to have Lane with us. Okay. The penultimate game on the show is the Seattle Mariners at the LA Angels, where you have Brian Wu. For Seattle and Shohei Otani for the LA Angels. Lines plus 130 Seattle, minus 154 the Angels. Total is set at eight. It's another unit and a half price, Dylan, if you fancy the home team. Uh, Otani and the Angels. I agree with Randy in the chat. I got to go over eight, minus 112. Yeah, the Angels should be the favorite in the spot with Otani on the mound. But to be honest, my numbers only made him a minus 140 favorite. So minus 154 is a little outside my range. Uh, I made my total 8.8. So I, I do like the over. You know, we, we just saw Otani have his first career complete game in his last start. And usually when pitchers have a complete game or a no-hitter, you know, I, I do like to come back and fade them in some capacity in their next start. So before his last before that last start where he went all nine innings, he was given up anywhere from four to five runs per start in the month of July. So let's not forget that just because he had a, a nice shutout performance against the Tigers. So last time he faced the Mariners at home, he gave up three runs in five innings.
innings. The Angels won that game 5-4. The total went over. On the other side, I, I just really don't trust uh, Wu in this spot. He hasn't been good in the month of July, and I think the Angels could take advantage of him in this spot. Otani, he's still crushing the ball. They have a good lineup. Uh, plus, we got winds blowing out in California tomorrow, so that should help. But yeah, eight seems a little low for, for this game, so I got to go over eight here. Yeah, Dylan, that was exactly uh, my handicap. I'm with you and Randy. I just think it's a, I think the totals are, are run too low uh, at eight. Yeah. Um, Brian Rue has been wobbling lately. The, the only thing that put me off is his last two starts have been the, the results have finished four to three. Um, because Seattle can just sometimes get involved in those kind of those low scoring games. But the Angels have looked a little bit better with CJ Crone and yeah. uh, Randall Gritchick have slotted in and just helped out that lineup. They're not stellar players, but it's just a little bit more protection. Without Trout in there, Utani's getting pitched around uh, a lot more than he was earlier in the season. But I think Crone and Gritchick, if they can keep, they're just little bits and bobs players. But if they can keep helping out, um, that's going to help show here as well. This will be their first uh, series back at home since the, since the um, since they were traded to the Angels. So I just think they can do enough to get this over. And like you say, Otani pitched the shutout, um, but before that was giving up runs kind of consistently as well. Yeah. Um, so I think Seattle can help out, and we can get to the over eight. Yeah, that's definitely too low. The final game on the card is a ten ten. Cowboy time. Eastern first pitch, the Oakland Athletics at the LA Dodgers. Two left-handed pitchers on the bump are J.P. Sears and Julio Arias. Um, I have not written the lines down for this one. Do we have them? I've written the totals down. Uh, but yeah, I we don't. got lines. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I just haven't written them down. Go on, can you hit me with the lines? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dodgers minus 260, plus 215 for the Athletics, minus one and a half for the Dodgers, minus 122, plus one and a half for the Athletics, plus 102, over under is at eight and a half. So two and a half dollar favorite, the Dodgers. Um, JPC is one and seven on the year, 409 ERA. He's occasionally useful, uh, but he is on a terrible team. <laughs> um, three times. Uh, in his last five starts, he's pitched really well. In all three occasions, he was on the road. Um, he'll be okay. One earned run or fewer in those last three starts. The Athletics did score a few in Colorado, um, but if you can kind of take that series out of it, because he, it is in Colorado and they're awful. Um, but they only scored more than four runs once in the previous 12 games. Um, so you're not going to get much help off the years. Arias is 7-6 on the year, 498 ERA. Still hasn't been amazing. We know how good he can be. Um, he's got a 623 ERA uh, in his last five. And it's just quite unappealing uh, to take Arias, especially at that price. The prices are probably right, but he's trying to find a bet. I have found... I'm not taking the Oakland first five, you'd be pleased to hear. Um, I'm not far away, though. It's a LA Dodgers first five team total under. I think Sears is going to keep them quiet here. Mm. Um, the, what the total might be two and a half, maybe? Do you think first five for the Dodgers? You got um, to ask Moon off. He's the expert on first five team total. Moon is the first. Yeah, well, I'm going out my comfort zone here. Yeah. I think Sears can go okay. He uh, give up one or two runs uh, to the Dodgers, who might break it open later on and win six or seven one or something like that. But Sears will go okay. So yeah. Uh, LA Dodgers, 
first five team total under them. Yeah, I'll go back with another total. I, I like the over. I actually saw a nine at even money, and I even like that if you want to be a little more risky instead of laying minus 118 on the over eight and a half. I made my total 9.3. Since coming back in early July, Julio Rios and the Dodgers have gone over the total in three of his five starts. Dodgers last 10 games are 6-3-1 and one towards the over, while A's have quietly gone over in four of their last five games. So, you know, I, I do think both pitchers are good to give up a few runs uh, in this start. I don't know about the team total, to be honest. It would worry me a lot, to be honest, with this Dodger team. So we got winds blowing out, like I said, in Los Angeles tomorrow night as well. So that should help. So I'll go full game over 8.5. I'll lay the minus 118. Okay, we can both win, Dylan, that's right. Um, I think, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we've handicapped 11 MLB games for tomorrow. Uh, lock and dog, Dylan. Um, I'm under pressure because I touted myself at the top of the show. My dogs have been hot. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll let you lead off. What do you have? All right. Uh, I'll take I'll take the bite. I'll take the Astros for, uh, on the money line, minus 115. I, just, I really don't understand this price. Yankees are incompetent right now. Their offense has not looked good at all. And like you said, I, I think this is going to be a nice bounce-back start for Javier. So I'll, I'll take the Astros on the road on the money line, minus 115, as my uh, lock, as my dog. I didn't really have a lot of plus prices that I gave out, but... Uh, We'll go with the Cubs. Let's keep it rolling. Minus one and a half at plus 130. Just going to basically fade Luke Weaver in this spot. Jamison Tyne, I know the, I guess the report on him is that he's still this bad pitcher, but you got to, maybe I'm looking at a little recency bias here, but man, he, I think he's really turned it around. His hard hit rate has been low. He's getting a lot of ground balls and the Cubs are just playing really good baseball right now at home. I'll take them again. Give me the Cubs on the run line, minus one and a half, plus 130. I 100% thought we were going to be double dipping there uh, with the lock and dog because some of these games, sometimes you look at them and you have an instinct. The minute you look at the teams and the pitches, you instinctively think that. And both of my picks have come out with that. I didn't have to look too too deep into them. Um, and the more we've talked about it, uh, everything's backed up what my instinct was. The first one is the Houston Astros uh, at the Yankees. Yeah. Prices are far too close together. I agree with you. Um, I was going to call an audible and go for a bonus pick because I did think you were going to take Baltimore as your dog um, at plus 115 um, at the Blue Jays. Say Baltimore keep winning. They keep winning at nice prices. Gorsman is okay, but the Blue Jays have lost four of those last five starts he's in. So... I don't know why you wouldn't pick him. Uh, Houston, as my luck. Baltimore, as my dog. Um, we've done it, Dylan. Anything we um, we need to tell the people about before we go? We covered everything. No, hopefully the United States women get their shit together. It was, <laughs> it was a disgrace watching them celebrate and laugh and cheer off a tie. But now, nah, hopefully, yeah, US hopefully they national team. Hopefully they hear if, this uh, and we start a fire under their ass. The U.S. Women's National Team have angered you to an irrationally high level. I didn't think you'd be this bothered. You got me. You got me amped up for the Women's World Cup. I've been setting my alarm for three a.m. I set it <laughs> for three a.m. I turned my TV on in my room and I fell asleep within five and minutes. slept through it. That's yeah. all. Sleeping, <laughs> sleeping through sport is one of the greatest things. I have favorite sports to sleep through, which is fucking insane because I know I'm not going to watch any of them. Um, but 
uh, snooker is a great if the snooker on the TV and I fancy a sleep that's great uh, bowls is another one this, uh, yeah, I do have favourite sports to sleep through um, excellent right okay then thank you very much Dylan um, thanks everyone in the chat that was loads of fun as ever sorry we got uh, we laid a little bit earlier on but me and Dylan we, it was a short slate it was a two man show so we had to drag it out we padded it out beautifully Dylan um, good luck with all your bets uh, some formation of our team will be back at this time tomorrow with the picks for Friday night uh, but until then we will see you down the road cheers <laughs>